Hi, thank you for listening to Trinity San Diego Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in with us, we want you to know that you are loved. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message will encourage you. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, you can help us by reaching others by investing at trinitysandiego.org slash give. Thanks again for joining us. Now here's Pastor Katie. Okay, who's excited this morning? I know that there's a football game, okay? But for the next 30 minutes, will you give me the next 30 minutes of your undivided attention? And not just me, but God. God wants to speak to you this morning. And he wants to speak to you on the topic of clean slate and relationships. And I love the the topic because it's relevant to all of us. All of us have relationships. All of us are in relationships. Um, Some broken, some really healthy, some toxic, some not. So uh, I think that this is a really relevant topic to talk about as we are moving into 2019 and we want to have a clean slate in all these areas. Uh, You know, last Sunday, Pastor Todd talked about purpose, and it was such a clear, practical message on if you've been wavering with what you are doing here on this earth, if you've been wavering about what is my purpose, like what am I, what am I meant to do? There's something deep in my soul that's not satisfied. Go online and podcast that message because it will it will give you practical tips to really t- just take a hold of 2019. Okay, because we want to have the best life and the best year yet, right? When we say the best is yet to come, we mean it, right? Y'all are going to have to be louder than that, y'all. I'm going to keep saying y'all until you start talking back to me. I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I want to commend everybody that has gone through Next Steps. Um, My husband mentioned it earlier, but Next Steps is really the uh, most important thing in terms of getting linked to what God is doing in our church. When you are connected and when you go to Next Steps, you find out what we are doing in our community. You're finding out what actually God is doing and what he wants to do in your life because there's something for you here that is outside of you and that's bigger than you. And so uh, go to Next Steps. have it every Sunday. I want to commend everybody who's gone through it. Go. It is so vital for your spiritual health and your spiritual development. But we're going to go in and we're going to open up your Bibles. This is our foundational verse, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Who brought their Bibles? Just wave them at me. A couple people, okay, because we have cell phones now. (laughs) Yeah, okay, we got some in the back too. Um, I like a paper Bible, um, but you can look at it on your phone and we also have the screens for you for your convenience. But Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He's doing a new thing in your life. And a couple weeks ago, I said, forget about it. Forget about it. Come on, say that to your neighbor. Forget about it. All right. Mike, where were you on that one? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Mike was helping me a couple weeks ago. Okay, but we're supposed to forget about the, the past. And for us to move forward in a clean slate in 2019, to have the healthiest relationships that we are meant to have, we need to forget about it. Okay? Forget about what happened in 2018. It's a new year. It's That's a new right. day. Let's move forward, right? That's right. I, I, come on, you, you're not talking back? Yeah, yeah. Guys, <laughs> guys. Okay, so let's say together in 2019, we're going to focus on relationships. Okay. Say it to your neighbor. I'm going to focus on relationships this year. Relationships are going to be important. Do you know that you are the sum, 
you're the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. Okay, so some of us need to examine our circles a little bit because that may be, that may be a really good thing. If you've got four other people in your life that are ahead of you, that are pouring life into you, that speak truth into you when you're all wiling out, or people that are encouraging you. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, though, might need to examine the circles of time and yeah. people that we spend um, because they might be actually taking us backward. Yeah. And you are the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so let's examine that as we go into this talk this morning about the relationships that we have. But I think we are in an age where we are never more digitally connected. We are in an age where we have no more, we have so much opportunity for this pseudo connection through social media and through Facebook and Instagram and all of this stuff that we actually don't even pick up the phone and call somebody wow. within months. Wow. We don't ever have to have like a face-to-face -face conversation wow. with somebody where we take off the mask and say, hey, look, this is what I'm going through. I'm feeling really depressed right now. No, we just connect with people over Instagram, wow. like their picture, maybe comment, and that's good for our connection. And so what, is, what has happened in our culture is that we are never more able to be more connected and have more connections and relationships, and yet we are lonelier than ever. There is a loneliness and a hole inside people that is longing to be fulfilled with true, authentic, meaningful relationships. But we don't even know that that's what we're looking for anymore because I just look at Instagram, you know, 40 times a day. <laughs> to see if you know, anybody's like my picture. Right. Am I the only one? Probably not, <laughs> all right? Y'all need to start taking off the mask, okay? I'm not the only one up here doing it. But we create barriers around ourselves for protection and because we've been hurt maybe from other relationships. Some relationships have been really hurtful for us. They have soured and we build these walls. And you do it for protection, but it's actually hurting you because God designed you to be in community. Right. In the very first part of the Bible, when he created Adam, he watched Adam work the ground. That was Adam's job. He was supposed to tend the animals and work the ground. He was watching him do this alone. And he made a statement that said, it is not good for man to be alone. Hello. Adam and Eve were not just a romantic partner, right. partnership. They were meant to be in community right. and life-giving relationship with each other. That's right. It wasn't just, just one-dimensional. Right. It was multi-dimensional right. because God knew that we were not meant to live life alone. Right. We were not meant to live isolated in our own little islands, right. that we were supposed to be in a connect group. We're supposed to be with people that love us and that will support us, people that love Jesus and that will push us to him. But I think so many times we come up with reasons, right? Yeah. We have reasons right. why we choose not to join a connect group. And what I have found in my own life, and if you examine maybe yours, um, your reasons, what I have found is that when I start creating reasons, my reasons actually are my excuses. Wow. And my excuses become my ceilings. Some of us, I'm going to say that again, our excuses become our ceilings. We can be in bondage to our excuses. Lots of us think bondage is something, you know, an addiction or terrible, you know, a toxic relationship, but it can be, we can be in bondage to our excuses. I will never get up and work out because I am too tired. 
okay? Until I, and so those excuses become ceilings over my life. And I keep eating unhealthily and I keep not working out. And therefore I find myself in a size whatever that I don't have because I can't fit into any of my pants. It's because I come up with excuses on why I can't eat right, why I can't work out. You see, it's becoming a ceiling. And our life will only go as far as your ceilings will allow. If you're not willing to punch through those ceilings, if you're not willing to push through your excuses on how you feel, I, you know, I don't feel like it, it's gonna be awkward to join a connect group. You know, I, I can't spend money on that financial peace thing. I don't have money, but I really need financial peace and freedom. Uh, might wanna make an investment there, but uh, you know, we make all these excuses and then they become our ceilings and God can't take us further than what our ceilings will allow. You know, sometimes we like to blame the enemy for our life not moving forward. Some of it is you. Some of it is you. I'm so sorry. I'm going to start preaching this morning because I think some of us really need to hear the truth. I'm not a candy-coated preacher, right? One thing I want to say, though, about this is I'm, I'm being kind of strong right now, but what I really do want to be authentic because um, that's what I do. <laughs> you guys ready for some truth this morning about me? Okay. I have been a, a leader of a connect group uh, for years. Um, and before I was a leader of a connect group, I joined a connect group at our church back in Washington. And almost every time, I'm going to say this, are you, are you listening? Almost every time that that night has rolled around, I have felt like, oh, I have connect group tonight. There's my confession. Right. Pastor doesn't want to go to her own connect group. Okay, Carolyn? Can you say it? Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn comes to my connect group, so she, she's experienced me feeling like this. But here's the deal. Yeah. Here's, here's what's really real and honest, is that every single time I push past the excuse, every time I punch through that ceiling and say, I don't care, I, somebody needs what we're going to talk about tonight, or I need what we're going to talk about tonight, I always leave better. That's right. I always leave better, and I'm always glad that I did it. Yeah, that's right. because, because this is what the enemy does. Okay, there is an enemy that is out to assault your relationships. Uh, Jesus said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? There is an enemy that's looking to destroy your relationships, some of your most important relationships. Okay? But what he is trying to do when you start to feel an excuse coming on is he's trying to, he's trying to reinforce the excuses that we give ourselves because he wants us to stay disconnected from people that, he, that God wants to use in our life to bless our life. Does that make sense? So he separates us from people with our own excuses. Don't let the excuses become the ceilings in your life. I have some uh, five excuses that I think are maybe um, common that I just wanted to address really quickly before we go into these four ideas I have for you. Is that okay? Yeah, come on. All right, you got your pens? Are you taking notes on your phone? Number one, naivety. Say that to your neighbor, naivety. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it because I keep wanting to say nativity and I know that's not right. Naivety is the idea that I can do life all by myself. I don't need community. Wow. I, I, I got this. And men, I love you, but I'm going to kind of pick on you a little bit in here. Some men do this pretty easily. Like men, men are typical rhinos. You know what rhinos are? Those big old animals that like go off on their own and they're isolated and they just live life by themselves and they take care of themselves and the blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? 
that's what men are, okay? Men tend to live on their own islands of isolation sometimes because they believe that they don't need people. They don't need um, other men to hold them accountable. And, um, you know, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> I was reminded of this story. Muhammad Ali, he was on the, on the video. Um, he was one of the greats, and he knew it. Um, and he traveled, uh, I think, with an entourage every once in a while. But this one particular time, he gets on an airplane, and everybody knew who he was, because he's Muhammad Ali. He sits down in first class and doesn't put his seatbelt on. And the flight attendant comes up to him, and she goes, excuse me, Mr. Ali, you're going to need to buckle your seatbelt, because we're about to take off. And he looks at her, and he goes, I'm going to say this in the best way I can. Superman don't need no seatbelt. <laughs> Is that how he talked? I don't know. <laughs> he goes, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she looks right back at him with her quick wit, and she says to him, well, Superman didn't have a plane either, so buckle up. <laughs> right? Right? See, we get into this naive mindset that we can do life alone, and that's the wrong mindset. It's, a long, it's, a, it's an excuse that will put a ceiling over your life. Number two, temperament is sometimes an excuse that we use. I don't, I, don't, I don't do connect groups. I don't do relationships because it's not my personality. Um, you know, I'm not social or whatever. Uh, it's awkward to go to a connect group. You know what? It's awkward for all of us, whether we're extroverted or introverted. <laughs> so let me just tell you, and let me just set you free from that right there, okay? Extroverts and introverts need community because right. God created us all. And you have something to bring to the table. So don't keep, keep a, a blessing from yourself because you feel fearful or you don't think it's your personality to talk to people. God designed you to live in community. And maybe you've been burned by relationships before, but that doesn't mean that he, has, he doesn't have something good for you in your future because we believe that God, God plans and orders our steps and he has a good plan for us, right? right. Number three, fear. What's gonna happen when I get there? <laughs> A lot of times that's what goes through our mind, especially if you haven't been to a connect group or if you haven't been a follower of Jesus very long, you're like, those Christians are weird, man. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to go there and there's going to be like a, a, a round circle of like 10 chairs all facing each other. And there's probably going to be like one in the middle. It's probably going to be mine. I'm not going. And then they're going to make me drink Kool-Aid. <sighs> Did you get there? You got it? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Christians can be weird. I am so, I so know what you mean. I have met some weird Christians, okay? Uh, but here's, what, here's the deal, okay? We are not trying to, we're, we're not trying to force you into a weird thing. We're, it's, it's freedom. You find freedom in connect groups. Like what Cheryl was talking about up here, she found more freedom going to that financial peace connect group than ever. That's what we are trying to to. to give you when we create opportunities for connect groups and our fear sometimes our fear is like well oh my gosh i don't know what these people are going to think of me if they if they hear about what i've been through or if they hear what i've done or if i really truly try to take off the mask what's going to happen people are probably going to reject me and we start thinking these things and let me just tell you let me set you free everybody has issues 
Every single person has issues in this room, okay? And some of us need to learn how to take off the mask and stop pretending. And when you do that, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to already tell you what's going to happen, so we can just take fear right off the list. You're going to find somebody, and you're going to be in a connect group with somebody, and you're going to take off the mask, and you have to say, you know what? I lose it with my kids all the time. And you're going to find somebody that says, you know what? I've been there. Me too. You're not alone. That's the whole premise of joining a connect group and coming together and supporting each other and being in relationship with each other. Number four, past experiences. Past experience. That's a big one. In my opinion, this is one of the bigger ones, is why we don't choose to engage in relationships and connect groups, because we've been burned. We've been burned by relationships. (laughs) That's a derivative of just living life. But I want to give you an idea. If you have been hurt in the past and you have chosen not to be in relationship with other believers, uh, maybe as a result of the church or whatever, I want to give you this idea. That divorce or that relationship, that, that best friend that, betray- that betrayed you, whatever it was, that hurt was not about just the two of you. Wow. That was not just about the two of you. You have a real enemy that's playing a longer game here, a long-term game. So not only is he allowing the hurt to happen between you and that person, but he wants it to define how you move and proceed into every single relationship going forward. He's trying to get you not to engage in one ever again. Wow. Come on. So it's not just about those, that person. He's trying to get you to a place where you will never move into a connect group, to never take off the mask, and you live on an island of isolation. Come on. Number five, busyness. Jesus, help me. The Bible, the Bible talks a lot about time management. And um, I think that everybody in this room, myself included, is uh, guilty of busyness and where we prioritize other things above being in relationship or we prioritize other things particularly above our relationship with God, um, our relationship with our family. You know, I had a... Well, Psalm 90, uh, 12 through 17 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When we number our days, we gain wisdom. When we look at our calendars, here, here's the best way to determine what your priorities are. Just look at your calendar. Right. Right. Just pull up your calendar right now and look at your week. Yeah. It will tell you, your calendar tells you where your priorities are. And I had a very sobering moment this week. Um, it almost makes me cry because I just felt so convicted. But I looked at my calendar, and Carter has been asking me over and over again, can I please do the soccer class? Is soccer class today, Mom? Is soccer class today? And I have just, to be honest with you, I've been so overwhelmed, and I've had all kinds of church. I have church work that I have to do. Yes, we work other than on Thursday, or Sundays. <laughs> and um, we have you know, a lot going on with Night to Shine, and I have just been constantly pushing it aside. Every time he asks, asks me, I'm just like, yeah, okay, baby, I'll do it when I get a chance. I'll do it when I get a chance. I'll do it when I get a chance. And I keep pushing him aside. And the next thing I knew this week, I realized I missed the deadline and the cutoff to have him join a class again. And um, it just makes me so sad because I'm like, man, where are my priorities? You know, like, I've just put, I put so much stuff up for my family and my children, and they are my number one ministry. Right. Busyness, guys. 
busyness. Don't let busyness steal the blessing that God has for you. The joy in watching your children grow up. The joy in seeing somebody else's life changed as a result of you being in a connect group and taking off the mask. Or, or watching somebody be blessed by you being on a team and serving. Don't do it. Because I've done it. And I'm a pastor. I prioritize church above my kid. He's in a soccer class now, by the way. It's all going to be okay. I did find a class. Yes. I rectified it. But some of these excuses become ceilings, guys. And I don't want our lives to be lost because we're in this bubble built by excuses and the ceilings over our life. So the best gifts that I have received, though, have been wrapped up in people I didn't expect. Really. Like sometimes we expect certain people to be a blessing to us and then they're not. And then there's some people that come out of the woodwork and they just bless our socks off and you didn't see them coming. Seriously, God wants to give you gifts that are wrapped up in relationships. Relationships are not something to neglect in 2019. I have four ideas for you as we move forward. If you're taking notes, number one, write this down. I am going to nurture my important relationships. Nurture my important relationships. Nothing says it better than the story that I just told you about Carter, that in 2019, my kids will um, not take a back seat to my ministry. Okay? But some of us need to examine our priorities and our schedule and make sure that God is first because that is the most important relationship. Are you prioritizing God in your life? And number two, you need to nurture those other important relationships. Your kids will only be this age for so long. And if you have grown children, that you still invest in those important relationships. It, it looks different, okay, than what my season is. You still nurture those, those relationships. And I, I think about my wedding day. <laughs> when I think about how to nurture important relationships, I think about our wedding day, babe. I know. And um, we got some newlyweds up in here. I know, yeah. Yes, we've got some newlyweds. And um, I remember how I felt on that day when I looked at Todd and I pledged my allegiance in my life to him. And I was so in love. <laughs> I was so in love. And I was just like, oh my goodness, it's going to be like this forever. <laughs> Never had a bad day. No ups and downs. I was like, I cannot. I cannot imagine living life without him. And... Um, you know, and it was like that for good six months, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was it's, it was like that for um, a good few years, and then when you are married, you encounter life, and life happens, and stuff happens, and you realize, ooh, you have some kind of nasty little habits that I don't really like. You got ups and downs, okay? But uh, nothing stays where you leave it. It either deteriorates or it moves forward with intention. You have to be intentional about healthy relationships. You have to be intentional about investing in healthy, godly relationships in your life. Not just your marriage. It applies to your children. It applies to friendships that are in this room, this family. You need to be intentional about it. Otherwise, it's going to deteriorate. I had a uh, 89 Dodge Dynasty for my first car. Does anyone even know what that is? No, see, see, anybody younger than 30 doesn't know what it is. (laughs) Okay, but it was a a maroon Dodge Dynasty with a bug guard. Y'all know what that is? You probably don't even know what that is. Do you know what a bug guard is? Like, they put, like, a visor on the end of your car. Super stylish. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, that was my first car. Humiliation Central. And, but I needed a car, and so the deal was with my dad was he was like, okay, um, I'm going to give you this car, but it's your job to take care of it, okay? It's your job to do the maintenance on it. It's your job to make sure that it is cared for uh, properly, that you pay attention to lights going off and warning signs about things that need to have some attention. And I was like, ah, okay, first of all, I'm a girl, okay? <laughs> Girls don't care about oil changes. We just got to get from point A to point B. And second of all, I was 16, <laughs> 17. So of course, I was just like, whatever, you know, okay, yeah, whatever, dad. So my, I drove my Dodge Dynasty and all of a sudden I, I uh, started having the oil light flashing. Oil light was flashing every time I turned the car on. Oil light flashing, 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 and I just ignored it. Just kept ignoring it, kept driving. I literally drove this thing for a year without getting an oil change and the, with the light on. So usually when the light's on, you're already past like uh, the point where you should be, okay? And then I drove a whole year without it. And it was just like, hello, oil change, oil change. I totally ignored it. So finally, one night at midnight, I was breaking curfew and uh, driving to my boyfriend's house, who I was forbidden to see, uh, in my Dodge Dynasty on the highway in Montana. And if you've never been to Montana, there's literally nobody um, that lives there. So there's, it's like one big dark hole, you know, that you're driving on. And I was in Montana at midnight in my Dodge Dynasty and the oil lights, you know, like this. And I was just like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And finally, I just decided it's not okay. And I started slowing way down, and smoke starts coming up out of the hood. And I am like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to make it. Oh my gosh, and I'm going to call my dad, and he's going to know where I was going. And so I pull off, and sure enough, the whole engine just like goes like, like up in like smoke. It wasn't flames, okay? Okay, I could, I could say that for drama, but it wasn't flames, but it was like all the smoke was coming out of the engine, and it was done. I mean, it was just totally toast because I had ignored the signs. I had ignored all of the signs that there was a problem. This needs attention. This needs attention. Some of us in our relationships, there are warning signs going off, and you are, uh, you are ignoring the warning signs where you need to invest, where you need to put more attention and care Maybe you ha need to have some honest conversations, okay? Because if you, d if you don't, don't let the engine run out on something. Don't wait till it's broken to fix it. Right, right. Come on. We've got to nurture our important relationships. So Number two, I need to restore my broken relationships. And this is a hard one because some of us have some broken relationships that we would much rather just forget about. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> But in the case of uh, unresolved conflict and bitterness and resentment, uh, I want to tell you that the pain of unresolved conflict is greater than actually resolving it. When, it think, when you think about going and resolving conflict with that person that has hurt you, it, it, it hurts you more to hold on to it. Yeah. It really does. So what I would recommend is do your part. Go first. And that's always hard, especially when you're in a, in a place um, where you've been wounded deep, deeply, or you feel like you've wounded somebody so bad, it was just, oh, just the thought of trying to approach them again is just so heavy. But it says in Romans 12, 17, and 18, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone.
It's a heavy scripture when we're talking about broken relationships, right? But it's our job to remain at peace with people. It's our job. Because if we want peace and freedom on the inside, it's our job to repair those broken relationships. Number three, you need to sever harmful relationships. Sever harmful relationships. There's some harmful relationships going on and there's always things that you have to be on the lookout for. I mean, it could be a group of guys that, you know, their humor is boundary line, you know, for you to be hanging out with them, drags your spirit down. You don't realize why you feel worse after leaving them than than more fulfilled and better. You know, I mean, maybe it's uh, a relationship where it's it's inappropriate. So all of you know what harmful relationships are. If they are not adding to your life in a deep, profound way, if they're not pushing you to Jesus, if they are making your life actually more miserable, um, you need to sever those. In Proverbs 13, 20, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. They say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it's really, really true. true. Um, when you watch it in middle school and high school kids, like who they choose to surround themselves with is who they become because they're so impressionable. But I, I want to make the case that it's not just middle school and high school people. I know I can be impressionable. I can, I can, when I, if I feel insecure or if I feel like I don't fit in, I can try to somehow, ooh, like, feel this temptation to try to make myself fit in, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm 35 years old. So this is not just for 14 and 15-year-olds. Number four, initiate some meaningful relationships. Initiate meaningful relationships, which is why we exist here to give you opportunities and connect groups to initiate meaningful relationships. In Hebrews 10, 25, it says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Guys, this is uh, a critical time in our country's history, our world's history. You know, that this is actually the time. We're living in an era where um, the prophecies about the last days, uh, we're not waiting for them to be fulfilled. They already are fulfilled. So we are living in a very interesting time. And so the writer of Hebrews is, is urging people, don't neglect being in relationship with each other because you need each other. There is something in somebody else in this room for you. If you would just, if you would just join a connect group and take off the mask, I promise you, you will find what you are looking for and what you've been praying for. I promise. Um, here's how to begin some meaningful relationships. Okay, I have four quick ideas. Number one, a relationship with a church. You need a relationship with a church. Not just attending a church, but you need a relationship with a church. And that's why we do this thing called Next Steps. Because we want to get you linked in to what God is doing because God wants to unlock something in your life. He wants to unlock a purpose that is bigger and broader than what you could ever imagine. He wants to unlock fulfillment and healing in your life that you never thought was possible, but it's because, but you've got to get a relationship with the church. And and I think this is a pretty good one. I mean, but you don't, it doesn't have to be this church, okay? 
because we're about the big C, okay? Not the little C. We're about the church as a whole. We want the kingdom of God to grow and we want people to experience freedom. But that's why you go to next steps because you gotta find out how do I fit in to what God wants to do here. We've got Night to Shine coming up. Last year we had 550 people in this building that felt the love of Jesus like no other. We already have about 300 people registered to be here and we are still three weeks out. Last year at this time, we were only a fraction of the way. 150 maybe. We're, so we're double where we were last year. If you want to be a part of what God is doing here, you need to go to next steps. Right. You really do. You need to find a relationship with the church. Number two, relationship with the connect group. Come on. Okay. Huh? <laughs> I know you've been hearing me beat that drum and I hate beating drums as much as the next person, but it's really true. You need a relationship with a good connect group. We've got great connect group leaders that have been praying for you. Right. They have been believing for you. Um, there's a study done by UCLA um, that says that people, humans, need eight to ten touches a day. Okay? Does that sound kind of creepy? Especially when I'm talking about connect group and you've never been to a connect group, you think people are going to be touching you. Okay, that's not the point. That's not the point I'm trying to make, okay? Most people in here have healthy boundaries, okay? However, what it does communicate is the human need to be in relationship, to be in uh, close proximity with other humans. That's what it communicates. Get in a connect group. Number three, you need a relationship with the team. I'd like the worship team, uh, when I talk about team, <laughs> I'd like you guys to join me. Our worship team is a committed group of musicians and individuals that have decided to use their gift for the glory of God every week. Week in and week out, God uses them to minister to us. You need a relationship with the team. We talked about Dream Team last, last Sunday, and if you did not sign up, now's the time. Because what happens with team is teams produce more with our life than when we're alone. Great. Again, when we're alone, it's not good. God said it is not good for man to be alone. It is good for us to be in community. It's good for us to be in relationship with each other, pushing each other toward our purpose and our destiny. And number four, a relationship with God, which is the most important one. Right. Absolutely most important one. And I want you to know that the God of the universe knows you he knows your entire story backwards and front. And he's speaking today and he's saying, I was there. When that happened, when that woman said that about you, I was there. I saw it. When you made that decision that you're ashamed of, I was there. When that abuse happened, that thing that you couldn't control, I was there. I saw it all. And what he's saying is, I know you, but do you know me? Do you know how much I love you? Do you know that I died so that we could be in relationship with each other, so that you could have a fulfilling life, not in heaven, not just to get to heaven, but here, that you could make a difference here? If you would all just bow your heads and close your eyes. 